If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Hey, Rock Thomas here. If you followed me long enough, you know that I'm the founder of M1, a mastermind group. But what does that actually mean for you? It means that there's a group of 400 high achievers out there from all over the world walking the path to success and fulfillment in their lives together, helping each other accelerate their success through knowledge and networks, ready to help you take your life and business to greater heights. I'm really proud of the success stories, and I want one of yours to be the next one. If you're serious about getting out of your own way and creating a life you're excited about, then get on a call with my team at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and get started today. So I'm in studio here and I'm really excited for today's guest because I've known him for a long time. And if you are really conscious of, you'll know that the words that follow, I am follow you. And one of the things that this gentleman has is a very, very high degree of integrity. If he says he's going to do something, from everything I've experienced with him, he follows through on it. He's a phenomenal father. He's a really, really dear, great, kind individual. He's also a hardworking entrepreneur that is building multiple businesses. We're going to learn about that and how you can balance your life between being a great father, husband, and an amazing entrepreneur. Please welcome to today's show, Ken Wimberly. Thank you, Rock Thomas. Great to be here. Yeah, so we've known each other for five or six years. We met through a mastermind group, and we just, you know, of the thousands of people that have gone through those mastermind groups, you find a few people that you have a kindred spirit with, and you've been that person. We went on a few trips together. Where, where have we gone together? We've been on a few different ski vacations together, and, but also we went to Vietnam together, so yeah. around, the, around the world together. Yeah, and then we hung out with Jeff Hoffman, a billionaire who uh, blew our mind, and we did a little golf together. So we've done a bunch of things together, and now I'm watching you follow through on the things you told me about years ago and building your app and creating memories. And so why don't we dive in and talk right away about that first, because I know that's kind of like your passion project turned into something real. Yeah, great. And, and you mentioned Jeff Hoffman. That's when Jeff was the final... Uh, push for me to take action and and go build this app and you say I am and the words that follow and it's so true and, and what I am is a husband and father and a dedicated husband and father and with my children I made a commitment when my daughter was very very young one year old and my, my oldest son was in the womb to make an impact in their lives and be a really really involved father and to kind of leave behind things for them in the event that I was ever gone. And I will be gone, of course, one day. And what I started doing was I started journaling to my children when they were tiny. They were itty-bitty. And I, and I followed that process. I've journaled them on average once a month since Grace was one-year-old and Knox was in the womb. And those writings have, have been words from my heart to them about their life and the evolution of them and us as a family. And it's taken us through some really, really cool stuff from the little milestone events in their lives and, and the, the fun things, the birthday parties and vacations through the heavy stuff 
uh, you know, the financial downturn of 08, 09, and you know, what that meant for us to suffer and struggle through that. I got divorced from their mom in 2009, and so we've kind of journaled with them about that process. And, and as I've done this for my children, I've, I've talked to hundreds of other parents and fathers and moms and encouraged them to do something similar, right? Just slow down, capture the moments, tell the stories of your life, because they pass so fast. They, they, they're just gone in an instant. And uh, I was encouraged for many, many years to do something with it, right? Ken, you need to create something. You need to create some kind of platform based on this. And again, Jeff Hoffman, I kind of pitched the idea to Jeff and he said, that, you know, it's a great idea. You should actually go take action on that. So I did. Rock and I, I, mean, I talked to you about it in Vietnam. That was what, a couple of years before Jeff Hoffman there, I was, I was thinking about it. You know, here's, here's something I'm thinking about doing. And so I've taken action on it. I uh, designed and built uh, a multi-platform program. So it's, it's, web, it's web, iOS, and Android. So we have apps on the iOS and Android store, created something called Legacy of Love. And it is a uh, cross-platform app, a place to capture moments and memories and leave the stories of your children's lives. And you can document with, with text, photo, video, voicemail. I think of the sweetest times your kids leave you these little voicemails when they're three, four, five years old. And that's just the precious little squeaky voices and everything. And uh, yeah, I've had some of those that I frankly have lost over the years that, I, that meant so much to me at the time and phone upgrades and as things happens that the voicemails just go away. And so we create a place where we can save all of that and, and create a, a digital timeline of your child's life and of the major moments and memories that you have and pass it on for generations to come. So that, uh, and like I said, it's a, it's a stopgap. If I get hit by a truck, you know, when I'm heading out today and I'm, and I'm gone, I'll have this to pass on forever to my children. So it's, Beautiful. it's my passion. So I have a few questions for you that I'm going to try to imagine other people will have, and I'm sure you've had many questions yourself. Yes. So I'm going to give you a few, and then you can answer them as, as, as we go. And one is, people are certainly going to say, how do you have the time to do that? Is I'm sure is one of them. Yeah. Correct? Well, it, big, and I get asked that a lot. You know, how much time does it take or, or how much? And 30 minutes once a month. Okay. okay. Can we allocate 30 minutes once yeah. a month to slow down and write about what's happening in your child's life. Yeah. Or if you don't want to write, shoot a video of yourself, right. shoot a video, do an audio file, upload it there. But can right. you take slow down for 30 minutes once a month? And the answer is absolutely. So you collect all these. When do the children get to see all these and experience them? For me, it's going to be my high school graduation gift to them. It'll be 18 years of your life through my eyes. Um, for others, uh, like I've got, I know people right now that are doing it and uh, they, they are automatically giving their children access to it so they can see it. So it's, it's up to the individual. But for me, it was always the intent of, I would give it to them when they were a little bit older. So when they graduated high school, so that they could then read the words and understand the perspective of what was going on in our lives. So what do you think will be the response or what are you hoping will be the response? I hope that they will really understand the depth of my love and caring for them. And I hope that they'll be able to read some of the words that I wrote and they'll understand why I made certain decisions in their lives. Like when you're 10 or 12 or 15 and your parents are making a decision, you don't always understand 
why. And then maybe it just pisses you off that your parents made this decision. And look, as a parent, I don't freaking know if I'm making the right decision all the time, right? I don't know. And so I'm doing the best I can <laughs> figuring right. this out. Right. And so a lot of times I'll write down to them, hey, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm in one of those situations <laughs> right now, Rock, with my, with my 15-year-old son. I don't know if I'm making the right decision, but I'm doing the best I can. Right. And so I'll write in here on here's, here's my concerns. Here's why I made that decision. And here's, here's what I'm hoping comes out of it. So right. that they'll know as they become mothers and fathers of their own, they'll, maybe it'll give them a little little ground uh, groundwork and framework so that they can make decisions as as parents and and have a little bit more perspective than I had. You know, one of my coaches says, "I get paid as a coach to change people's perspective or to give them a new perspective." And somebody's looking at something and saying, "This sucks," or "It's difficult," or "It's unfair," and the coach comes along and he. He says, well, why don't you look at it this way? You know, what's great about this? How could you use that? Maybe it's a lesson that's meant to serve you. And they go, oh, I never looked at it that way. Okay, I feel better. So I'm, yes. I, I find that's cool that you say that. Maybe they'll get a new perspective. Because imagine if that's what they got. They turn 18 and they reflect back on their life. And they now start to have this wisdom. And they get to hear your inner narrative. And they're like, okay, wow, I never thought of it that way. I was coming from, I wanted to go out with my friends on Friday night and dad wouldn't let me, wanted me to come home, but I actually realized that he was thinking they were a bad influence on me, blah, blah, blah. And he actually really had my best interests at heart and I never thought of it that way. That's my hope. And again, if you hear that at 15, it maybe just goes right over your right. head. But when you, when you reread it or when you read it at, at 25, and, and you're, you're a father-to-be or 30 yeah. or whenever it is, yeah. it's a whole new perspective. Yeah, very cool. So let's back up for a second on uh, your previous career. You're, you also still have that career. Let's talk entrepreneurial. So you're, you're a dad and a husband, and, and you take that very, very near and dear to your heart to show up that way. How, how do you now m meld all that together? Because you're a very, very successful realtor. And you've got to put in a lot of time. You take care of your health. You've won some of our push-up contests and pull-up contests. And you're a beast when it comes to your health. Most people believe you can't have it all. You can't be really excelling in these different areas. What inner narrative have you had and shared with yourself that's allowed you to excel in so many different areas? Yeah, I think from a it really rock, it's a, it's a purpose of mine. My purpose, my why is to be a, the best possible example I can to my wife and my children in, in all areas of my life. And that includes health and fitness. And that includes entrepreneurial and business. It includes personal finance. It includes love and relationships. It includes contribution to others. And when I kind of defined and understood that purpose and big why, and this is who I am, it's driven me to succeed in all of the areas of my life. And so everything I do in my business, in my businesses, and in my leadership and growth as a person is to be a great example to my family first um, and then to others. So I've realized that there's a lot of other people that are watching us that we have no idea they're watching us. And as I've made that realization, it, it has made it incumbent upon me to be a great example, even for those that I don't know that might be watching for me. So... I guess that's the big thing is, is I've, I've had this realization. Others are watching. Others are always watching. And certainly your family is watching. And I want to be 
the best I can be in all of these aspects of my life. And on the fitness thing, Rock, I will tell you that today marked day 308 consecutive days of working out. So how about that? <laughs> Most people are happy with three times a week. That's a stretch. So uh, God bless you, man. That's amazing. Yeah. So do you, was there a particular time when you came to that realization? Was there a moment, an epiphany? Because it's interesting, you and I share very similar perspective. My father said to me when I would go out in the farm to do chores, he goes, the universe is watching. God is watching you. And even though I may not be there to see how you're doing your chores, somebody is looking. So do a good job, son. And I never forgot that my entire life when I was doing a job at McDonald's cleaning toilets and I wanted to, you know, nobody was around. I could skip that toilet. Then I looked up and I went, oh, okay, better do a good job. And it, but it served me to have incredibly high standards and, and, to work, and to have integrity for the job at hand. Did you have a moment when you're like the light bulb came on and said, this is my purpose is to have high standards everywhere? I did. And it, it came late in my life, to be quite honest. It was, I'm, so I'm 48 now and it didn't come until my late thirties rock. I, the, the early stage of my life, I was, I wasn't raised in a, or I was raised in an environment where I had no real positive role models. I had, I was surrounded by addiction and alcoholism and I was what they called the latchkey kid. Just go out and do whatever because I had a you know, single working mom uh, that wasn't home a lot and she might be, you know, out doing her thing and my sister and I just did whatever we wanted and, and we just didn't have great examples. And so the first great example that that you know i think one great example was my uncle but i was never super close to my uncle growing up so he, he was not a direct example for me however my um the first great kind of direct example and mentor was gary keller so when i got exposed to gary keller and he talked about this concept of a big why and a purpose and and living with intent and living being true to your spiritual self that started to change things for me. And so wow. Gary set me on the journey of discovering my why and my purpose. Wow. And, and that was, was, again, it's my late thirties. And that, that, so that's really encouraging for some people that maybe are thinking, gosh, you know, my conditioning's in, I am this way. I am a procrastinator. I am a failure. I am a, a divorcee or whatever to know that. So was it around 2008? When was it? It, it was 2009 is when I kind of first got exposure to Gary Keller. And I heard him talk about the big why concept in February, 2010. And tell us how that affected your real estate business. Yeah. When I got serious about it, I, it, it was crazy. So I got serious about defining who I am and who I'm meant to be and what I'm meant to do as an example to others. And so prior to that time, I got in the real estate business in 2002. And so from basically 2003 until 2009, I would do an average of oh, four to six million a year in sales. And I felt like I was doing pretty good. You know? and, and when I got serious about things and I started building my business, I went from you know, six to nine to 14 to 35 to 75 to over 100 million in sales. And you know, built a big business around that. And that big business allowed me to start doing other things, to invest in real estate, to put some deals together on my own, to later become a franchise owner of Keller Williams. And then to just continue to build, it's allowed me to fund Legacy of Love. It's allowed me to do a lot of other things in my life. 
Now you do commercial real estate. How, how high did you get up in Keller Williams as far as your ranking as a commercial agent? Uh, we built uh, our team up to the number one team in, in all of KW Commercial. The number one team. So number I want, one. Number one. So I, I, as, if you're listening to this, I, w- I want you to go back maybe about two or three minutes when Ken said, when I got serious about defining who I was. To me, that is literally a defining moment. And it's the same thing that will happen to almost all successful people. When you say, I am, and then you follow it with an entrepreneur, a committed uh, investor, somebody who's going to build a new app and serve people with a legacy of love. When you define that, and then you, where attention goes, energy flows and results show, what you do is you give yourself the opportunity to access all of your resources and then just pour into it. So it's, it's no fluke. When you gave me those numbers, is that year after year after year of growth? Yes, sir. So from what you thought, what you thought was pretty impressive, kind of four to five million all the way up to a hundred million in number one with one concept of defining yourself. To me, that blows my freaking mind. That's so powerful. And we did that within five years and, and it's not just the business, right? It's just a crazy thing. As I define that big why, so many other things in my life just started getting into place. Relationships improved. I got in, you know, I, I improved serious relationships right there. My health and wellness significantly improved. Just my growth as a person. I mean, I met you through that process, and I, and I, you know, I've, I've put myself in a position to grow as a person, and it, and it, it all started with doing some internal soul searching to define who am in, in the, in the, in the, who am I is initially aspirational, right? It's not necessarily who it's, it's an aspirational who, who do I want to become or yes. who am I committed to becoming? Yes. And then we manifest. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. So do you, what's your educational background? Uh, I've got a, uh, degree from TCU with, uh, it's a finance and real estate degree from TCU. And yeah. Do you, did you, do you consider yourself like, you know, incredibly well educated, um, somebody that comes back and and this is a high sense of, of wisdom. It's interesting as I age, how I do feel like I now I'm getting so because experience creates wisdom and I've had so much experience, good and bad that I've gotten that wisdom. But as far as the education, you know, the college or formal education, you know, whatever it's, it's worth whatever it's worth. The real education comes from books and reading and the people we surround ourselves and the the courses we take and the continual evolution of ourselves as people. And I think education today is, is it's going to continue to morph into something very, very different because college has gotten so insanely overpriced on things yet education is available to us all. And we can get really, really educated in, in non-traditional ways. Yeah. Well, even listening to podcasts like this, which are free, there's wisdom chunks, there's, there's an opportunity to meet people and connect with people and follow people that are getting the results that you want. I, I can point to five different relationships that have come as direct results of listening to podcasts. Yeah. Wow. It's been incredible. Yeah. Where really? I've, re- I've either reached out to people or people have reached out to me, but where I've reached out to people and said, oh, I heard you on this podcast and it really resonated with me. And, and a couple of them I'm now in business with. So it's <laughs> That's kinda, amazing. It's fascinating. That's so cool. That's so cool. So it, if you were to look at somebody, because I say to people, hey, it doesn't matter where you came from, what your background was, 
as long as you're willing to have that aspiration to define the future you and then to pour into it. You came from a troubled childhood. You Was your father around at all? Uh, I saw him every other weekend if he was available and or if the timing worked out in a couple weeks during the summer uh, is what I saw. So he was around, just not involved. It was the typical divorced household from the 70s. Yeah. Is what it was. So. so was part of that your desire is to, to break that cycle and become uh, a dad that was there instead of the dad that wasn't there? Is that what birthed some of that? Big time. To, to be the dad that was there and to be the positive influence on my children's lives. Because there was so much negative influence surrounding my world as I was growing up. And I wanted to bring a positive influence to these kids and to do whatever I could to, to make it a, a significant impact in their life. How old are your kids now? Grace is 16, Knox is 15, and Kai is three. And your 15 and 16 year olds, you know, how do you believe that they're absorbing the world? Are they handling it on their own? Are they going through tough times? Uh, how's that working out? Grace had, Grace had a little period at 14 years old where she was trying to figure out who she was. And she has at 16, she's like 16 going on 40. Uh, she's so emotionally intelligent hmm. and um, is just put on this earth to serve others. And she really knows you. So she volunteers at her church incessantly. She goes, um, she's organizing. She went on a mission trip last year, not a mission trip, but a group of build on and went and built a school in Senegal, Africa. So she's organizing the build on trip this year to go call it in Nicaragua and build another school. Wow. So she's a heart of service. And then Knox is figuring his stuff out right now. It's we're working through a few things and, it's, it's just figuring out what crowd are we going to hang out with? What are, you know, who are we going to let influence our lives right there? Nice. So we're working through some things. And it's, nice. you know, someone told me a long, long time ago, uh, little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. <laughs> There's some truth yeah. So you joined the mastermind group, uh, Go Abundance in 2014, was it? 15? 13? 15, uh, January 2015. Yep. Okay. So tell me, how has that influenced your life? It's been a massive impact from the people that I have met. I met you there. I met so many others there that have been a, just poured into me as a person from the transparency of the organization. This is what I love about GoBundance is it's so authentic and transparent about you know, sparing the soul to who we are and where our issues are and, and not putting up walls and facades and through that, we've created some really great local groups now here in DFW. It took us a while to get going, but now we've got a great local group in DFW. I've got uh, a small group that I'm a part of as a GoPod, and uh, you know we talk every week with this GoPod. And then I've got little subgroups that I've created within there that uh, is my my fitness accountability group that we've kind of created. And and so to have this this group of of folks that have come together and influenced my life has been it really wonderful not to mention the well i will mention because the the next the big part of it was the the family portion that kind of rolled out of go abundance become fan abundance has meant so much to plug my my wife and my children into this common environment there where we can grow as a family and learn as a family and plan our futures together which is just 
uncommon amongst most people. Yeah, so there's a division of Go Abundance, which is a tribe of healthy, wealthy, generous men that started out as that um, choose to lead epic lives and don't apologize for being awesome. And then from that, it's morphed out into many, many different divisions of fam abundance where families get together and kids are taught some of the principles they're not taught traditionally in school, as you mentioned, and families get to co-create their vision. And then we also have the division of M1, where those people that are not yet millionaires, we help them march toward their millions and multi-millions with a really solid-based curriculum that we believe provides them with the what we call the guardrails of success is the type of thinking that allows people to have access to behaviors and habits and rituals that cause them to perform. The interesting thing is that, you know, most of the time people are like, well, when you, when you go to a Go Abundance or an M1 event, people are awesome. People are awesome when they're put into an environment that allows them to be awesome. And people can be completely unawesome when they're in environments that allow them to be unawesome. So we have all parts of us have the ability to do all those things, but the more you're in an ecosystem of greatness, and for you, Keller Williams provided part of that for you, a really learning-based institution with leadership and vision and systems and models and tools and courses that bring the best out of us. So for me, I'm I'm like you. I'm I'm not highly educated in traditional school, but I do consider myself a street smart millionaire. And a guy who's always reading and always learning and very, very curious. I did a talk yesterday and I said to people, I said, if you are, if you have a work ethic, which you and I both have, and you're passionately curious, which you and I both are, um, you can achieve anything because you just continue to show up and learn and apply and show up and learn and apply and eventually you'll figure it out. And if you surround yourself with people that can coach and mentor you, then they'll guide you so that you're not going to take the longest path. Does that make sense? A, a ton. And the environment, you just surrounding yourself with those people and putting yourself in the right environment is, is imperative for all of us. And that's what I try to teach folks, people that I coach and, and my family and, and friends and show them, you know, please surround yourself with the people whom you aspire to be like right? Because those are the ones that are going to help you to elevate your game. And those are usually the people also that are so generous when it, yeah. they're so generous with your time, uh, with their time to help you and, and help you through issues because you know, the world's problems have all been seen before. And so when any of us encounter something massive that we feel like it's just unconquerable, a few phone calls to some of these great yeah. people we surround ourselves yeah. can often help get us there. I like that. The world's problems have all been encountered before. It's kind of like we get to them and we think, oh my God, this is only happening to me. We, we can be susceptible to that, right? Yes. So let's do a little inventory because, and I would say, you know, the words that follow I am are very important, but I would say there's a part of me that goes, you know, I'm nothing special. It's not like I was born into this rich family that had these, the access to an advantage and that I had a, 4.0 GPA and that I was, you know, the smartest, the football quarterback and blah, blah. I wasn't any of that, but I never gave up aspiring to be the best version of myself. And I will politely put you in that category too. I think you and I kind of average folk that never quit being extraordinary. Would you agree? A hundred percent. I have a lot of, a lot of people I've known in my life that have stayed at that average level, right? I'm sure right. you too, that, that we were friends with. And 
when you just keep plugging at it and keep plugging at it and keep plugging at it and keep educating yourself. Yeah. You, you mentioned you read a lot of books. I read like 20 books a year right now. And that there's always something that comes out of some of those books I read that elevate my life to the next level. So you've got your real estate business, uh, number one in the world. You've got your, tell, tell us a little bit about your laundry business. That's an interesting twist on the laundry business. Yeah, we got into the laundromat business this year. Uh, it was by a fluke. I was actually looking for a tenant for a, a shopping center we were looking to acquire. And but long story short, I ended up getting in the launder, laundromat business. And the beauty of that is as I got into this or started studying the laundromat industry, it gave me the opportunity to get into business with two people that I had admired a great deal and respected. Uh, one of which I was already a partner in a real estate deal with, but uh, he and I formed up with another guy that was just an incredible operational guy. And he's our operating partner. Uh, we have three partners now. We put our heads together and what do we want this to be? And so our concept is called Laundry Love, L-U-V, and uh, laundrylove.com. And we are a laundromat with a mission, right? And, and our mission is to improve the lives of our customers, our team members, and, and those in the communities in which we serve. So our laundromats are large store formats, brand new machines. We've got 100 machines in the store, 6,200 square foot uh, flagship store, dedicated children's play area in our laundromat. So a place where the kids can come and play. We've got blocks and connect for and games they can play in this area with you know, soft flooring they can kind of roll around on. Uh, next to that, we've got a dedicated children's reading area. So little stools and areas with just hundreds of books where the kids can come and read. Because what we learned as we started going through this process was that, you know, in the communities where we serve, generally lower income, impoverished communities that, that go, to, go to laundromats, many of the children don't have a book in their house. A book. You and I read 20, 30 books a year. These children don't have a book and literacy or the lack of literacy is one of the biggest, biggest factors that contributes to prison down the road, right? And, and, and incarceration. And so we are using our laundromats as a vehicle to help impact literacy in the world. And so uh, we've, we've opened up our first, we've been open now a little over a couple of months now. Our, our goal is to become the largest laundromat operator in the world. And I think right now that person has a little more than 120 or 130 units. So our goal is to, to surpass that. We'll, we'll likely open number two and three and maybe number four next year in 2020. That's amazing. So it's interesting. You have love in virtually all of your titles of your businesses. It's unusual, but it does really say, you know, the words that follow I am follow you. you that resonates through you. I don't think you had an opportunity to say a few negative things about a few things on today's call. And you know, you're like college, well, you know, you, you get what you get. And <laughs> so I think it really has to do with who you are at, at the very core level and the time you spend working on yourself. This is a beautiful thing. And any other businesses you're working on? We have the laundromat business. We have the, uh, of course, the app business, our, our two big ones right there. I've got a coaching business. So I do some uh, coaching and consulting for folks in the commercial real estate space. And so I help launch a, a company that's doing that. And then uh, we've still got the commercial real estate brokerage business. And then 
Amber, my wife, you know, uh, we have a residential real estate brokerage business as well. So, mm. uh, oh, and then our Keller Williams franchises. So we have one Keller Williams franchise getting ready to launch a second. So uh, we've, we've got our fingers in a few things. That's amazing. So multiple streams of income, a great dad, a beautiful story. And as you go forward, uh, how can people follow you, get hold of you? They may want to get into business with you, talk to you. They may want to uh, get, get your app. What's the sure. best way for them to, to reach out to you? Well, come check out our app at legacyoflove.app. So it's .app, legacyoflove, L-O-V-E, .app, or our laundromat at laundryloveluv, so laundryluv.com. Or if you know, want to get in touch with me via email, you can be ken at legacyoflove.app. Get in touch with me there. I'm on Facebook. Instagram, although I'm on there, I'm not a rabid poster, but I am on there and you can connect with me on, on those things. And we'll have all of those stuff in the show notes. So you yeah. guys will be able to uh, follow up with uh, a wonderful and beautiful human being, Ken Wimberly. Thank you so much for joining us. And let me remind the, you know, the followers and listeners that the words that follow, I am follow you. So describe yourself with intention and maybe define yourself like Ken did and then believe that you can just move more and more toward it gradually every day by showing up and being the best version of yourself. And now you have a new peer group and a new mentor, Ken Wimberly. Thanks so much. Thank you, Rob. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.